With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is the Lombardi Live with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on VSEN. It is our number two of the Lombardi line presented by BetMGM as we welcome you back in with Michael Lombardi. I'm Ben Wilson at our Circus Sportsbook Studios in downtown Las Vegas in for Patrick. He'll be back with us on Thursday. For Michael, uh, we have a fun hour number two coming up on the show, though. Josh Applebaum in about a half hour joins us, host of VSEN Morning Daily Bets. And right now, going to be great to talk a little bit of everything here in the NFL our next guest, he pops up right on your screen. We're ready to go with Howard Bender, uh, who joins us right now. Give him a follow at RotoBuzzGuy. Does all things of fantasy for SiriusXM Fantasy. And as far as what we're seeing, Howard, we've got five weeks of data here in the NFL. Uh, so many fascinating storylines around the league. We were just talking with our guy, Will Hill, last segment about, is it time to believe in the, in the offensive firepower of the Jets and Zach Wilson? Uh, what, what do you think when you watch what that whole situation has been like now? A couple weeks with Wilson back there in uh, New York. This is, a, this is an absolute bizarro world for me right now. As a diehard Jets fan born the year <laughs> after they won the Super Bowl, this cuts pretty deep. But I got to tell you, you know, we always talk about, you know, trust the process. And what we've seen from the Jets for the last two years, Joe Douglas has put together fantastic draft classes over the last two years. Um, we've incorporated it really nicely. Robert Sala does a great job as a coach. I was a little concerned about him being just like a Herm Edwards rah-rah type guy, but he does seem to have his finger on the pulse with his players, and he does have a nice system implemented there from LaFleur. I don't see why you don't utilize a guy like Zach Wilson and believe in him. Um, the the question of which one of his re- favorite receivers is it, is it going to be? Is it going to be Garrett Wilson? Is it going to be Corey Davis? Is it going to be Elijah Moore? We're still kind of sorting through all of that sort of thing, but I think you have to believe in it. You got a great running game in Brees Hall sitting there nice and supportive. You've got good, solid pass catchers here. This could actually be the time to believe in the New York Jets. Wow. Yeah, I mean, those fourth quarters have won you over, Howard, huh? I mean, they got it. They're almost going to lose to Pitt. They're down 10 to Pittsburgh. And, you know, it's a 1914 game against, or 1917 game against Miami with the third string quarterback. And they scored 21 in the third. And you went all in, man. You went all in. I love it. That's one thing about a Jet fan that I love is they can go all in faster than anybody. There's no doubt. They don't even see the problems in the offensive line, bad lines traveling on the road. They could care less about it like hey my jets are fourth quarter baby we're coming back you know i mean i i i i uh, I, I credit no doubt i'm not a Salai fan i think he's a cheerleader i think his defense is really simple but i will say this that they played really good in the fourth quarter they showed toughness i mean they should have lost to pittsburgh but they found a way to come back and win that game and you know, last week they, they were resilient. There was a couple opportunities where I thought Miami, I actually thought Miami was going to win the game there for a moment, and the Jets kind of came back. So give them all the credit in the world. Uh, I do. You know, this will be an interesting test stepping up, going into Green Bay, playing on the mm-hmm. road, crowd noise, kind of a slower track. You slip too damn much on that field, but we'll see what Zach Wilson could do, especially, you know, especially against a team that's really on the ropes right now defensively. Well, I mean, let's. Let, I, I definitely agree with you that pumping the brakes. First of all, as a as a Jets fan, I'm not expecting anything this year. 
this is all I'm looking for right now is growth and improvement over the last two seasons that we've seen. I'm not expecting to go to the playoffs. I'm not expecting to compete for the uh, for the divisional title or anything like that. I'm just looking for week to week growth, year to year growth for the New York Jets. Now you go into Green Bay and you look at this, and yeah, Green Bay, they're a team on the ropes, and what's going on with Aaron Rodgers, and really, is Randall Cobb going to be that number one target, and what's going on? You can run on the Green Bay Packers plenty, um, but I look at this spread, and it's like, you know, Jets are are, are favored by, or, or the underdogs by a touchdown on the road in Green Bay. I'm, I'm probably going to take the Packers on this one here, because, you know, this is what Vegas does, right? They lure you in. All the hype of the Jets, all the excitement of the Jets, and then Green Bay, they're all struggling. They're all struggling. A seven-point spread flat out right now tells me that Green Bay wins this game, tells me that Green Bay covers this spread as well, um, but... I can't help but get a little mm. bit excited about progress. You'll be on Broadway. If the Jets win this game, you will be on Broadway running down that. I know Jet fans now. You know, Howard, I got great respect for the Jet. I love it. Uh, a lot of my friends here are Jet fans. My line to Jet fans is simply this. You know, it's the old Dean Martin line. You know, Dean Martin used to say about people that don't drink, when they wake up in the morning, that's the best they're going to feel all day. My line about Jet fans is when they wake up Sunday morning, that's the best they're going to feel all day. But I, I, I give them credit. Look, I have this – I just ran. I always run my numbers on th- on Tuesday, my my typical day off. But you know, I mean, I have this as a five point six eight game. I think the Jets have improved in a lot of statistical mm-hmm. categories that matter. They're protecting the football better. And look, I mean, they made Daniel Jones, according to my cousin Vince, who's a huge Packer fan, they made Daniel Jones look like Pat Mahomes last week. Why not make? Why not let Zach Wilson be Pat Mahomes this week? Yeah. Hey, look, you think about uh, too where, where the Jets are at. A whole lot of people lost a lot of money with teasers, myself included, on Green Bay last week. So there's going to be, I would think, some natural hesitation in the market to just blindly back Green Bay, and that's why we've seen that eight and a half against the Giants on a neutral. Seven at home against the Jets this week. Michael has that more like Packers minus five and a half or six from where his true numbers uh, reside right now. Since you, though, Howard, I know you're looking at a lot of the fantasy-specific player prop angles here. So want to get your thoughts on on that before we get you out of here. First, though, your th- early week thoughts on probably the big matchup of, uh, of this week, six here, Bills-Chiefs, especially after we saw last night Kansas City have a lot of ebb and flows offensively. Outside of outside of the, the Travis Kelsey red zone targets where he ends up with four touchdowns, a little bit of hit and miss so far with this Chiefs offense. What are you seeing there, and how do you expect them to match up offensively against the Bills Sunday? I think they're going to struggle against the Bills. I mean, listen, the Raiders' defense is the Raiders' defense. It's, it's soft in pass coverage. We've seen it before. They also lost Nate Hobbs in the middle of that game. So that didn't really that didn't affect me all that much. The Bills defense, if they can get Jordan Poyer back in the secondary, if Ed Oliver's sitting there in the middle of that defensive line, I think we're going to have a, a lot of trouble here for Kansas City. We've seen them like the team, like like the Raiders. They should have manhandled the Raiders. Absolutely manhandled the Raiders. I didn't think coming into that game that the Raiders were going to really put up as big of a fight as they did. So I do worry about Kansas City. I think. What we're seeing with Buffalo, I mean, this is a team with a mission and a statement to make every single week. We don't care what the score is. We're going to throw the ball downfield and run the score up on you as much as we possibly can. We've got the weapons to do it, and that's what's going to happen. So the defense matching up against the Kansas City Chiefs, I do worry because Juju Smith-Schuster and Patrick Mahomes are not on the same page. Nicole Hardman still dropping balls and still learning. I mean, if your most reliable pass catcher is Travis Kelsey and then your second best is MVS, then I kind of worry about mm-hmm. what this offense is going to really do. I, I just don't think they're going to be able to run heavily on Buffalo, and I don't think that they're going to be able to pass too heavily on Buffalo. I, I think it's a three-point game because everybody just says it's going to be a shootout, but I'll take Buffalo. I'll lay those points. I, I don't know how I, I could disagree with you. I, I don't. I'm not as hard on the Raiders as you are because I have a vested interest. But the Raiders have played everybody close. I mean, I thought the Raiders, you know, 11 penalties, uh, the mistakes they made in the game cost them that game, not converting that first down. But more than anything, I, I think this chief offense is not as explosive as it needs to mm-hmm. be when they go against good coordinators. And I think yeah. Patrick Graham did a really good job. He took Kelsey out. Now Kelsey scores four touchdowns. But that was, you know, they play better in the red zone. I think the Raiders win this game by 10 points. So, you know, and and I understand they didn't play better in the red zone. So that's a concern. But 
I think it's going to be a step up and challenge. And how do they cover these Buffalo receivers? If McKenzie plays, and that's a key big, I don't know if he will, that's three receivers. The Raiders didn't have it. They lost We, we lost, They lost Waller in that game in the sixth play Early, of the game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, and that was a matchup they were they had favorable towards them. All those third downs where they could have run slants against the man-to-man coverage with Waller were gone. And so that line right now, we're seeing the Bills minus three against the Chiefs. Uh, as we want to transition a little bit here just to the individual player side, we're five weeks in. Is there still, though, a player or two you've seen that the prop market is not necessarily valuing properly so far, at least uh, to this point in the year? Um... Well, you know, I don't really, I, you know, I, I haven't really looked over anything coming up here for uh, for for week six. Um, you know, what I kind of take a, a look at really as far as uh, different props go uh, on receiving props. So, you know, you always still want to take a look at certain things. And, you know, I, I look at like Christian Kirk and, you know, the Jaguars. And while, yeah, this last week was an absolute stinker uh, for the Jags. I mean, who, who would have thought that the Jags would have had a trap game? Unbelievable there. But. Nevertheless, I think Christian Kirk's receiving yard props are a little uh, a little down lower. At least they were from weeks two through four. Uh, last week, uh, it was just uh, you know an, an abomination. So you know, I start looking at guys like Christian Kirk. I start looking at some of the secondary receivers. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, different slot receivers that we're looking at. Tyler Boyd uh, is another guy who always seems to be undervalued in a major way, and with T Higgins. Uh, dealing with this ankle issue, I think Tyler Boyd is in a great spot this week to hit the over on his receptions and probably his receiving yard props. Yeah, I mean, that Jacksonville game, I don't know if you watched it, Howard. I mean, you know, if you want to lose a game, why don't you take notes on how to lose a game? I mean, seriously, you go for it on fourth down. You know, you're playing against an inferior opponent, right? You get a penalty on Walker that ultimately costs you the game. I mean, all you got to do is keep scoring, make them play catch up, and they can't block you. And and yet, no, we're going to go for it on fourth down, even though we're 22nd in the National Football League on fourth down conversions. Who cares about that stat? Nobody cares. Uh, the Trevor Lawrence pick, up up there in the running for worst interception we've seen anybody throw uh, Brissett, this year. Brissett's pick will keep that, I mean, you. Bet, I you bet that Cleveland, Brissett's pick will kill you too now. I was, trust me, I'm watching that. I wanted to throw something <laughs> at, at the camera right in front of me when, when that happened. Uh, anyway, it's been a great pleasure having you on, Howard. We, we really appreciate Thanks, the, the time here at uh, – Yes, at great work, Howard. Roto-Bus Thank guy. you so much. Howard, appreciate, appreciate it, and we'll—I'm sure we'll have you on again soon. Thank you, thank you, sir. Thank, thank thanks you so much, guys. Have a great one. All right, and you know, Howard was talking about uh, this Bengals offense, Michael. That's something we're going to get into next segment because uh, we've seen a lot of issues here offensively for Cincinnati against specific types of defenses, and even against the Ravens defense that was banged up and has been giving up yards in bunches. Bengals could only muster 17 points, so we turn the page forward on Cincy. And what do we expect forward going on for the Bengals in a a pretty big matchup this week? So we'll discuss that next. Josh Applebaum joins us as well in about 15 minutes. Still a lot to get to in our second hour of the Lombardi Line, presented by BetMGM. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. 
The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSIN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Basketball season is ready to tip off, and now is the time to grab your VSIN Pro Basketball Betting Guide with season prep on all 30 teams. Our hoops experts, including Jonathan Von Tobel, provide strategy and advice, as well as predictions for conference winners, win totals, playoff teams, and player awards. We also have five betting tips for beginning NBA bettors. Give yourself an edge this NBA season to get the VSIN NBA Betting Guide by becoming a VSIN Pro subscriber today at VSIN.com slash subscribe. We're back on the Lombardi line presented by BetMGM. I'm Ben Wilson in I for Patrick. You got you to play on, I, the, on the Sixers this year, Michael. Yeah. yeah, what's the 76ers over-under total? Everybody's in love with the Sixers. What's their over-under total? <laughs> the Sixers this year, hold on, one moment, are sitting at 50 and a half here, juice to the over. 50 and a half, uh, what do you I'm, think? I, I'm, I'm all in. Under, under, under. Under, lock it in. Lock, lock it, it. In. lock it. Only bet as much as you're willing to win. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, Seriously, I'm not lying. Well, uh, you are the I you know, are the sixer guy things. here. You you I know things. You know things. So so not going to be a good year for Doc and company. Interesting. All right. Yeah. Not buying that. Yep. You're not buying the Harden uh, the Harden hype uh, when, when he's when he's tweeting out. A rise and grind at like twelve twenty three p.m. You don't think that's a good sign of uh, of success to go? <laughs> yeah, him and Jocko Wilco are not going to compete for when they get up and tweet out what time they're up. I don't think there's any doubt about that. Yeah. You know, I mean, Jocko's the Navy SEAL. I don't think he's got anything to worry about. Not there. quite. That, that's the Hall of Fame tweet right there. The rise and grind uh, when it's afternoon. We we're, we're big we're big fans of that. Uh, going back to the NFL, we watched the Cincinnati Bengals Sunday night. Only put up 17 points, Michael, and it's a team now that sits at two and three after winning the AFC a season ago. And you look at Joe Burrow in that specific game. He only attempted one deep passing attempt overall because of how the Ravens limited their looks, at least deep down the field. It was a lot of checkdowns. When you think of Joe Burrow, you don't think one deep passing attempt in a single game and his overall numbers. It was the fewest air yards per attempt in a game in his career, only four as Burrow was blitzed at the lowest rate in a game in his career, less than 3%. What do you make of what these defenses are showing the Bengals and Burrow, at least what we're seeing right now, and we're seeing uh, such a limited deep air rate attack here for Cincy? Well, it's been the concern, right? So, like, to me, you know, once you get a kind of a a, 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 a tag or a label and, and you can't alternate the label, it becomes difficult. So the label on Cincinnati in the coaching world is simply this – don't let them have a big play. Make them string together 10, 12, 13 plays. See if they can do it. Now, they can do it once a game, twice a game maybe, but they can't do it 12 drives. And if you don't give them a big play, they're out. They can't make, they're can't they not going to be able to score because that offensive line is going to break down. There's going to be a negative play that occurs at some point in the drive. And when you get a negative play, like what happened to the Raiders when they got called for the pick play, now you're at second and 20. The Raiders were, the Raiders were, first, were second and one. And they got that pick play. Now they're now they're second and twenty-one now, right? 
So, like, you can't – it's hard to overcome those. And that's what happens to him, and then he can't get protected. I would say besides the Colts, in terms of my complete misevaluation of their offensive line and their offensive unit, I would say the Bengals, to me, is the next team that I've completely mm. messed up with. You know, is because they can't protect. I mean, he gets hit way too much. I mean, it's it's tragic. I, I mean, at, at some point – I don't know what's going to happen. If I'm Mike Brown, I would call down to Zach Taylor and say, you know, that guy's our franchise quarterback. Could you do a little better job of protecting him and scheme? Do we have to leave the tackles out there on the <laughs> island all the time? I mean, just a thought, right? You know, the guy's getting hit. The guy was at one point this season was getting sacked every 11% of the time. Now he's down to 8.6. But there's no – there's no, they're not making any plays down the field. That's why they can't score. See, what, they, they, what happens in games, if you don't make explosive plays – Chunk plays, 20-yard play. It's hard to go five, seven, four, three, two. It's hard. You have to be perfect like Mahomes last night. He was perfect. He was perfect. He didn't ha- – he didn't. He doesn't – he can do it because when it gets out of the pocket and he has to ad lib, he makes plays. But at the end of the day, the Chiefs in their 69 plays last night only averaged 5.3 a play. Think about that. 5.3 a play for the Chiefs. And that's the Bengals' problem. The Bengals can't make explosive plays because they take Chase out of the game. Remember last year, though, you talk about Mahomes and the Chiefs, how they've been able to figure out defenses adjusting to that potential for air raid offense and explosive plays. Chiefs were struggling last year. Team was three and four. The whole narrative was this offensive line is taking a long time to gel. If you think back to the early 2021 season, Patrick Mahomes was being way too aggressive when there was nothing open downfield. Chiefs were able to figure it out. They won 9 of 10, go 12 and 5, make a deep run in the postseason. Similarities abound with the Cincinnati team that has the offensive line issues, that has a quarterback that's only attempting one deep pass down the field. The question becomes, where's your level of confidence in the Bengals making those in-season adjustments, kind of like we saw Kansas City make last year? Uh, Don't you know my answer to that? I mean, are you putting any faith in Zach Taylor? The other problem is they can't run the ball. They have no run game whatsoever. You know, they run one-back plays, and, and, and the people just – poor Mixon. I mean, he can barely get back to the line of scrimmage. And don't tell me they're not trying to run the ball. See, this is the misnomer, right? There's one thing about, like, the Rams don't try to run the ball. They're 31st in rushing attempts. They don't try to snap. Mm-hmm. They, they know they can't run it, so they're just going to throw it. The Bengals actually try to run the ball. They're 10th in the league in attempts. They're 10th in the league in attempts. They're 30th in that yards per attempt. That balance is – that's the balance you don't ever want to have. We're trying, but we can't get it done. And we've seen – You know what I mean? The Bengals – and they've they've committed too, especially on first downs, which are, as we know, such an important down of predictive success when you're able to keep the chains moving, stay out ahead, make yourself get second, third, and short situations. But the Bengals, we saw it in the Thursday night game against Miami, 55% first down run rate clearly trying to establish the run, and yet they averaged 2.7 yards per carry and continued to run the ball into a wall basically every single time. That would appear to be a pretty mega issue, even if you don't know anything about the NFL, Michael. Well, I mean, what it tells you as, as an executive in the league or it should tell you as a handicapper is, is that Taylor's never going to adjust. He just thinks it's got to run the plays better. When maybe you need to change what you do. Maybe you need to be in a little bit more two-back. Maybe you need a lead blocker in here. Maybe we need to get out of 11 personnel more and try to kind of figure out how can we run the game. Like, there's a way to win every game. you got to figure it out. And, and Taylor just runs his scheme. He never really changes what he's doing, you know. And even though he can't get it going, no, we're still going to get going. We're still going to do – you know, there's no adjustment to the game. If it wasn't for their good defensive coordinator, Lou Amaromo, I, I don't know where they would be. I really don't. He kind of keeps it all together. And it keeps and his adjustments in the second half are outstanding. He's able to keep the game in control. I mean, if they if he does if he decides if he gets a head coaching job, it, it's going to be a hard, it, don't bet the Bengals in the future because Taylor's going to be by himself. It's a big reason why we talked last week. I like Baltimore <laughs> laying three, and what happens? You're up three, chance to put the game away. John Harbaugh settles for a field goal and makes it. 16-10. You think Harbaugh – now, there's the Harbaugh. Now, how long has Harbaugh been the, the, the poster child for analytics? And and he pulled that one last night. Like, 
Like, to me, somebody said something to him. He went to no the principal's question. office or something. I think – no, I don't think he went to the principal's office. I think the team's ready to turn on him. Just like I think Staley's about ready to lose his team if he keeps doing these stupid things. He would have lost his team if they lost that game. I'm convinced of that. He would have lost his team if he would have lost that game. Because when Keenan Allen's willing to put that tweet out there, right – when he's willing to do yeah. that, there's a lot of unrest in the locker room. They're, they're not all buying in on that. I have to agree with that. I, it, the whole betting truce here. When you're laying three with Baltimore, the, the second on Sunday night, Baltimore settled for three. I'm like, I know exactly what's happening. Bengals are going down, scoring a touchdown. Baltimore will kick a field goal, win by two, and I'm, and I'm losing my bet by one. Uh, you think, though, about on the Cincinnati end, what Joe Burrow had to say in a game where Bengals only score 17 points against the defense that is bottom half of the league against the pass and EPA per play, bottom 10 in the league against the run in Baltimore so far. And this was how Burrow explained how things went south for his Bengal offense on Sunday. They were taking away all of our deep shots. Even when they were playing man, they were playing you know, pretty soft, high hip. So, you know, I thought for the most part, you know, they they did a good job of making us check it down and making us have these long, you know, 12, 15 play drives. You just said, Michael, if it's 12 to 13 plus play drives, you don't give Cincinnati much of a chance of actually being consistent enough to move the ball down the field. And yet quarterback Joe Burrow comes out and basically admits that's what they were making us do on, in Baltimore Sunday. That's what happens to you when you get this is how you, you have to like. You know, you have a you have a way to defend you, and if people keep repeating that way to defend you, it's hard. You either have to change. The, the Rams are 28th and 29th in points per play, and, and they can't keep going down this road the way they're going. They have to change what they do. You think about Same Cincinnati this week, yeah, and it's now a, a spot you go to New Orleans. Much better defense numbers wise than Baltimore. You trust the Bengals laying two in that spot on the dome Sunday? Hmm. No, I don't. I don't trust them at all. I really don't. I don't trust the Saints either with their offense. I think Taysom Hill gives them that that a little bit of a of a of inertia. But I mean, look. Let's face it. The, the Saints are twelfth in the league in, in points per play compared to the Bengals, who are twenty fourth. Who's got better personnel or, or a better quarterback? Let's say that was the dream. Sean Payton game Sunday. Taysom Hill, three different touchdowns for the Saints, catching points now as a home dog this week catching the two against Cincinnati. Josh Applebaum, host of VEASAN Daily Morning Bets. He stops by the show when we return on the Lombardi Line. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VEASAN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. The NASCAR playoffs are in full swing, and it's time to see all of your favorite drivers in fabulous Las Vegas, the South Point 400. It's this weekend, October 14th through 16th at the Las Vegas Motor Speedway, and VEASAN's own Brent Musburger is going to be the Grand Marshal of the race, and that he'll also broadcast from the track Sunday morning. How about this? Brent Musburger's countdown to kickoff live from the track. And before the action, come down to the South Point Hotel and Casino this Thursday. That's October 13th to see the Budweiser Clydesdales and meet Mark Martin in his inaugural Las Vegas 400 winning car. Also, special appearances by Brendan Gaughan and Las Vegas native Noah Gragson. The South Point also has room and ticket packages available. For more information, head to southpointcasino.com. I will miss seeing Brent, though, in person. That's been a great tradition for us here at Brent's Countdown to Kickoff every Sunday as we welcome you back here to the Lombardi Line with Michael Lombardi. I'm Ben Wilson, Josh Applebaum, host of VEASAN Daily Morning Bets and the Market Insights podcast, stopping by as he does every Tuesday. Josh, time for our inaugural check-in on the Patriots. I say inaugural. We've been doing it every single week, though, because, uh, of course, we do with Josh out there in Boston, Massachusetts. So, Mac Jones, Bailey Zappi, who is going to be the guy this week, Josh? We're, we're still waiting to hear that as the Patriots are catching three or three and a half as we get ready for this week six matchup. Pats in Cleveland taking on the Browns. Yeah, so Ben, Michael, it's great to be with you. And I'm sure Michael has some inside info on who will start at quarterback. But I got to tell you, just from, you know, being in New England, Zappy Fever is gripping uh, all of Boston here. Obviously, guy who's limited his mistakes, not the turnovers you've seen from Mac Jones. So, again, if Mac Jones is healthy, I think he's the better player. Does Belichick ride the guy that got him to a big win and isn't making the mistakes that Mac Jones has made? That's something that I'll be looking forward to. But, you know, regardless of who's going to start at quarterback, guys, I've noticed a, a little bit of a sharp move here toward the Patriots going to the Cleveland Browns. One o'clock game on Sunday. This game actually opened Cleveland, a three and a half point favorite at home. Immediately when this line dropped, you saw a lot of respected money 
take the Patriots with the hook three and a half. And that was not out there for too long. Immediately got down to three. But guys, I think even if you missed the hook, I'd be looking at the Pats plus three. If you look at the juice on New England, it's all plus three, minus 115, minus 120. So I think it's difficult when you're betting the NFL when to place your bet. Do you want to bet early in the week because you think the line's going to go the other way? Do you want to wait because it may get better for you? I actually took New England plus three. I think this is trending down to two and a half. You have seen these road dogs do great this year. Road dogs on the season, 28 and 18 against the spread, 61%. You saw the Raiders obviously cover as a road dog in this spot yesterday. The thing that I like, guys, it's a 50-50 bet split. Public's kind of undecided on this one. You know, in a vacuum, theoretically, 50-50 ticket count, line shouldn't move at all. But this line's going to the Patriots here. So is it Mac Jones? Is it Zappy? I don't know, but I'll be taking New England plus three here. You know, I don't think anybody knows, Josh, to be honest with you. I think a lot of it's going to come down to Mac Jones getting on the field. They had to bring Garrett Gilbert up last week because Mac Jones wasn't even healthy enough to be the backup. So I think a lot of it's going to come down to what happens on Wednesday. Can he actually push off of it? And look, they've done a really good job. I think if you listen to Belichick after the game in the locker room where he talked to the team and he said, hey, look, this is really about us guys. And it's true. I mean, they're good enough to beat anybody. They could have beat Miami opening day. They could have beat Baltimore at home. I mean, the reality of it is, is they played really good defensively. They just have given the games away, and it's unlike them. But I thought the last two weeks, even though they lost at Green Bay because Hoyer got hurt, that they really have gone back to the Belichickian way of, look, we're going to play smart. We're going to protect the football. Bailey only has four incomplete passes the entire game. And Stevenson and Harris, even though Harris didn't run the ball, he can run it. And I think you can run the ball on the Cleveland Browns, much like I thought the Chargers did last week. And we're seeing now uh, the other thing too, Michael, Patriots at this point, top 10 in pass defense on an EPA per play basis. What have we seen with Cleveland so far? They, for whatever reason, and you've said this before, Kevin Stefanski, he's an offensive play caller wearing the head coaching headset, still loves having Jacoby Brissett drop back 30 times a game and throwing the football. Even though Brissett's stats are fine, you have arguably the best running back tandem in the NFL, and yet Cleveland remains near the top of the league in pass play percentage. So you're going up against the New England pass defense that, as Josh well knows, Jack Jones has emerged into one of the uh, one of the nice, pleasant surprises as far as DBs this year. I, I don't know how you how you figure the the overall play calling goes, but man, that's you would think. I mean, at a certain point, Cleveland would say, "Let's just run the ball." They haven't done it so far this year, though. Yeah, I, I think part of that too is is they feel like they feel like they've. They've got some playmakers. I think their best receiver is Donovan Peoples-Jones. He's the one that, to me, when I watch their tape, you've got to be worried about. I think Belichick's going to be worried about. They're not getting yeah. any production, really. You know, what, It's all off of play action, so it's not a drop-back game. And, and they've got to be, you know, they've got to. Now, obviously, Belichick knows Brissett really well, and he understands what gives him some issues and what gives him some problems, and you've got to have to do a good job of disguising coverage. But the, this, cause this game starts and ends. One thing about the Patriots – when they play against a stationary quarterback, when they play against a team that tries to out-physical them up front, they have that kind of team to handle it. Yep, and we'll see. I know jo I'm know. i sure Josh is sitting there like, all right, yeah, Jacoby Brissett, you want to step back and pass all day? Please be, be my guest. Go for it. Uh, we're seeing the Pats right now catching three in that spot against Cleveland. And you're on another dog, Josh. I have to think of, of all the people who have reacted to the five weeks of data we have. There's nobody more happy than you to see dogs covering at a 60% rate, Josh. Is that going to continue, you think, or is this just kind of a early season, numbers haven't really taken shape in the NFL betting market as of yet type thing? But I think it's a good question here, Ben. Now, if you ask me at the end of the year, will dogs finish the year 60% ATS? I'd say probably not. I think if you see these dogs continue to cover, books will adjust to it. Maybe you'll see some of these dogs that you know their power ratings say should be getting seven. The books give them out giving six. There'll be an adjustment here, but I, I'm not going to say dogs will perform this well all year, but there is a good thought process behind dogs in the NFL. It's the most public sport of all the sports. We have new states legalizing every single day. My state, Massachusetts, is about to legalize early uh, in January here. So with the public getting bigger and bigger and the NFL being the biggest sport, I think you're going to have this public mindset and bias toward these favorites, which just creates contrarian value to take these dogs uh, again, I think there'll be some regression, but mm -hmm. I'm not going to abandon these dogs. I'll still be playing a lot of these matches. And one match, guys, would be with the Kansas City Chiefs this weekend. If you're looking at the Chiefs plus three, it's kind of another key number of three that could be trending back down to two and a half. You saw some books open. Buffalo, kind of a short favorite. I saw like a minus one, minus two. You're up to the key number of three. But I got to play this dog match on Kansas City. This isn't a public Mahomes play. You actually have 
slight majority of bets here on the Bills. Just like that Patriots line, maybe going to two and a half. I think right now could be the time to grab Kansas City plus three. They're juiced up minus 120. Like it's going to get back down to, to mm-hmm. two and a half. The angle here would be a dog who did not cover the previous week. Those dogs that if you bet against them, they cost you uh, they cost you money. Or if you bet um, on them, you know they, they kind of cost you money as well. Or you want to fade them. So in this angle, dogs who didn't cover the previous week, uh, 17 and nine against the spread, 65%. Mahomes in his career, 7-0 and one against the spread as a dog. Kind of like that plus two against Tampa Bay. I'm taking the three right here with Kansas City. You never get Mahomes contrarian dog at home. You're getting him right now at plus three. I'd hop on the three before it falls. I know Michael has some concerns, though, about the uh, the Kansas City offense against this Buffalo defensive matchup. That'll yeah. be the big thing to watch. Uh, I, I mean, look, I think Josh makes great points, though. You know, to me, this is one of those, if you want to take Buffalo, you're running the risk here because this kid is really playing. I mean, he's playing at a higher level than he yeah. did last year. I wrote a column you know, this summer that Mahomes needed to play better and nobody really wants to talk about it. He did not play well at all last year, but this year he's much better. He's improved. His accuracy's better. And I, I think they're kind of resourceful how they found ways to win. They won a game against the Chargers at home. I think the Chargers were the could have won that game and the Raiders could have won that game. Buffalo's an elite team. I mean, would it surprise me that the Chiefs won? No. Would it surprise me that Buffalo blew them out? No. Right, and that remains to be seen where the line movement goes next. Currently sitting that Bills minus three. Another match that you're looking at, Josh, Ravens and Giants. We we talked earlier in the show, some injury concerns on the Ravens defensive backfield. Seems like that's a statement we throw out every single week with how this Baltimore injury season has gone. Line ticking a little bit down to the G-men here. You Are you buying the Daniel Jones uh, hype there in New York after the big upset win over the Packers on Sunday? So it's hard not to like what he's done so far, Ben. And maybe it was a good call by them not to pick up his fifth-year option, really apply the pressure. And Dayball, obviously, we got to double-check his coach of the year odds. Dayball could be a good play there. But I'll take the points, guys. I'm going to wait it out, see where it goes next. But the early line was as high as Baltimore laying six and a half. Immediately, when the Sharps saw that number come out, they hit the Giants there, six and a half, six. Now it's down to five. You're kind of in no man's land right now. It's minus five, minus 110. So I'm going to see, hey, does it continue to go to four and a half? Does it come back to five and a half? But I think there's a good angle here. A dog who missed the playoffs the previous season, like the G-Men, 34 and 19 against the spread, 64% this year. Public is still on Baltimore. Not crazy, not 75%, but using our vcin.com splits, around 55% on Baltimore. But this line continues to fall toward the G-Men. And Daniel Jones, I don't know what it is, but as a dog in his career, 20 and 13 against the spread, 61%. 3-0 ATS so far this season as a dog. You look at Lamar Jackson, when he's a favorite of three or more, he's just 19-23 and 23 against the spread, 45%. So early move went to the G-men. I'm going to see if there's any buyback here on Baltimore. But I'd be looking at the points here, riding a dog and riding Daniel Jones, who's covered in this spot quite a bit in his career. And seeing Brian Dable now about 6-1, second favorite to win coach of the year. Nick Sirianni, though, still your overwhelming favorite right now in the plus 150 range at most books right now. Three dogs from Josh. We wouldn't expect anything else. Josh, as always, thanks for the time, man. We'll catch you next Tuesday. Appreciate it. Ben and Michael, you guys are the best. Have a great day. Give him a follow, Josh underscore insights on Twitter. As when we return, quarterback issues in Washington. That's not breaking news. But what is some news is what Ron Rivera had to say post-game on Sunday and in his press conference yesterday. We'll discuss next here on the Lombardi Line. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSEN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM Rewards points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like free bets. It's never been easier to join the action on the new BetMGM app, featuring a fresh redesign with improved features and quicker navigation. Planning a trip to Vegas? You can also convert your BetMGM points into MGM Rewards points that you can use towards dining shows and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM resorts located on the Las Vegas Strip and nationwide. BetMGM Rewards is sports betting's premier loyalty program, including exclusive offers, incredible experiences, and valuable perks when you wager with BetMGM. Sign up with BetMGM or log in today to take advantage of BetMGM Rewards. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. We're back for the final time on the Lombardi line. It is our pro tip of the hour, which we bring you each and every hour, 20 different times throughout uh, the day at VEASAN. You can see all these at VEASAN.com if you're a pro subscriber. As Michael and I were discussing earlier with relation to the Panthers and Rams line this week, when you're talking about differences in quarterbacks with injury going from starters to backups, not all quarterback injuries and discrepancies from starter <laughs> to backup are created equally. Yeah. Make sure you're paying attention to how the market interprets that based on how you believe the so-called so drop-off to actually be. And the, the great point you made, Michael, on Carolina, the line goes two points toward the Rams, even though Baker Mayfield's put up numbers that are by far the worst of any of the starting 32 quarterbacks in the NFL. So look at those numbers and evaluate them carefully. Don't just blindly back the market just because it's telling you the Panthers are two points uh, worse off without Mayfield. And I thought that was a very good distinction that you made earlier. So that'll be our pro tip of the hour. Thank you. You know, it's funny. If I would have told you, and I was one of those people that didn't buy it, that the Seattle Seahawks would be better with Geno Smith, at quarterback, than they were with Russell Wilson, I would have said you're crazy this summer, right? But they are. I mean, the numbers don't lie. They can throw the ball down the field. These receivers have come to life for Seattle. They're playing two rookie tackles. Went on the road in New Orleans, which is not an easy place to play, and and blocked and was able to give Geno Smith the time to, to execute this offense. And you know, how about Shane Waldron, the offensive coordinator for Seattle, that was looked at as like he didn't know what he was doing when he was coaching Russell. Now, all of a sudden, they're, they're one of the most prolific offensive teams in all of football. So a lot of it is, you know, stop evaluating the name of the quarterback and really look at the numbers of the quarterback. I mean, Seattle's fourth in points per, points per play, right? The, I mean, Detroit's fifth, but, I mean, they got – I mean, so they're moving the ball. You know where Denver is? Take a guess where Denver is in points per play. 
I got to think 30th. 31st. Okay, I was close. Bottom See what I'm three. saying? And this, this falls right into the trap we make of, oh, they got – you know, they got Russell Wilson. They're going to be great. You know, they have Russell Wilson. They're going to be vastly improved, right? Well, I mean, you know, they're not. They're not. Uh, and so, you know, I just think to me it's the way – evaluate situation and how they're playing currently. And, you know, I don't know where – like Miami's going to be a hard one because I don't know if Bridgewater's going to play. But mm-hmm. when they replace a quarterback, that doesn't necessarily always mean the guy behind them isn't better than the guy in front of them. It's amazing what's happened with Geno Smith in Seattle. Highest completion percent in the NFL, over 77%, and it has not been dinking ducks. His success rate, only three different quarterbacks who've started all five games so far with a success rate of over 50%. That'll be Allen, Josh, Mahomes, Patrick, and Smith. Geno. It's amazing that that is the list so far through five weeks in the NFL. You flip, though, the other end of the spectrum. And we've talked about this, Michael. Some teams with really ugly quarterback play holding them down. The Washington Commanders, one of those teams. One and four start with Carson Wentz at QB. The thing that is abnormal, though, about this, you usually don't see coaches come out and just straight up admit, all right, this is where the problem is at. And you're pointing to a guy who's the leader of your team at the quarterback position. But we'll take a a look for yourself here, Michael. This is what Ron Rivera had to say in his press conference yesterday when talking about just what is actually going wrong for his Washington team right now. Aaron, following up on John's question about the, the Giants, you know, they're up to a faster start. The Eagles, the Cowboys, you know, they've kind of all been rebuilding too the last couple of years, and it seems like they're farther ahead. Why do you think the teams in the division are farther ahead at, at this point? Quarterback. Is that? I mean, with quarterback, like the Cowboys, for instance, they're, they don't have Dak Prescott this season and still have been able to. Well, they started with well, they, they started, started with, with them, Dak, but and they built around Dak, and the offense is built around Dak. Um, their backup's a, a guy that is very solid inside of it, inside of what they do. Um, and the truth is that, that this is a quarterback-driven league. And if you look at the teams that have been able to sustain success, they've been able to build it around a specific quarterback. You chose the quarterback here, though. So, do you have any regrets about that, or how do you? No, I got no regrets about their quarterback. I think our quarterback has done some good things. There's been a couple of games that he struggled. Um, but you look at his numbers from yesterday, and you would say, okay, look at his numbers he's had throughout the year. There was a time he was, you know, um, very solid. And then, um, un- you know, we had the unfortunate Philadelphia game, and he struggled a little bit in the Dallas game. But the way he performed yesterday, it just shows you what he's capable of. Yeah. <laughs> Ron Rivera, he looks like the guy in the Hotels.com commercial that says, thanks, Captain Obvious, when asked uh-huh. that question, Michael. You know, I mean, look, I, 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 you know, I mean, the really the question is, Ron, you've been here three years. Why haven't you fixed the quarterback? You know, it's like, and, and you know, he can say, well, Kellen, Kellen, you know, Cooper Rush has been there, but they're running. I mean, let's face it, Dallas is running something completely. The guy had 10 completions and he won the game. So, while he's endorsing Dallas, he's a, he's really criticizing himself because Dallas, all Dallas has done since Dak got hurt in Week One, is say simply this: we're gonna we're gonna play great defense, we're gonna be sound, we're gonna run the ball, we're gonna limit Cooper Rush's exposure, and we're gonna not make mistakes. Pretty pretty good. I mean, in the NFL today, with this which is much parity and as bad teams, if you don't turn it over and you don't make mistakes, you got a really good chance to win games because the other team's going to lose them. You know, and so and that's where Washington has always fallen short. You could say you could look at you could look at Carson Wentz's numbers against Tennessee. Yeah, there were some nice plays. There was there certainly was good three fumbles that he got, was able to get back. You know that when and when the game's on the line, I've said this about. Carson Wentz going back to last year. When the game's on the line, he plays his worst. You know, he got, did you ever think watching the game first and goal from the two, he was going to put the ball in the end zone? No chance. If I they kept it, so. if they threw the ball, that was, we talked about this live bet Sunday as it was happening. We were all of us, Jeff Parles, Danny Burke, myself in agreement. If Washington wants to win the game, they should just put the ball on the ground. They still have time to get another playoff, even with no timeouts. And what do they do? Three passes back to back to back. The third is intercepted. Run the same play twice. They ran. He almost got the. He almost got the one picked off before. Like that just tells you they don't even know who he is. 
Like, use his legs. Get him out there. Move him around. Do something with him. You know, but when you put him back there and he stares down that receiver like, I got to throw it here, I got to throw it there, bad things happen. You know, I mean, watch that game. And Femi tweeted this out. He said, like, I looked at the stat book. How did how did Washington yeah. lose the game? Well, when you watch the game, you ask yourself, how did Washington lose? And then, you know, you know Washington's one for 11 on third down. I mean, Washington literally beat the living crap out of the Tennessee offensive line. I mean, that was embarrassing. I mean, Tannehill took a beating. The left tackle for Tennessee got destroyed play after play. Like, I don't know how he's a starter in the National Football League after watching that game, but he is. And yet, Vrabel found a way to win the game being, and still being one of the worst fourth-quarter teams in all of football. You limit Tennessee to 3.9 yards per play on the 12 drives, and you outgain the Titans by over 100 yards. But at the end of the day, and that's why we come back to the quarterback position, of quarterbacks who've started all five games so far, only Matt Ryan, Davis Mills, and Baker Mayfield are worse in EPA per play than Carson Wentz. And that, that's kind of the quarterback he is at this point. You see the numbers on Wentz with the six picks already through his five starts to this point. On the defensive end, and this is where we try to evaluate what the ceiling is for Washington going forward. If you're a defense that's constantly being put behind the eight ball by the quarterback of your offense, how much can you really expect them to do? And how surprised were you that they looked as dominant as they were, even though their their defense was put on the field the majority of that game? Tennessee still had more time of possession in that game Sunday than Washington. Yeah, I mean, they still gave up big plays. You know, they still gave up a big run to Henry. They still gave up a back screen, you know, to Hilliard. I mean, they just, to me, when I watch the Ron Rivera coach teams, I don't see the details ironed out. You know, now, you know, is it surprising he's got three winning seasons in 11 years? Nobody brings this up. Like, he's never been a consistent winner, although you think he's won four Super Bowls. You ready for Thursday night? Washington, I can't Chicago. wait. I love it. I can't wait. I can't wait. I really can't. I really can't because to me, I want to watch Justin Fields throw a lot of incompletions, you know? 38 is the total. That is our lowest total on the board. So congratulations, everybody. We've made it to the new uh, low water mark. And the market doesn't really know what to do. This was Washington minus one. Now it's Bears minus one. It's pick them in some spots. <laughs> if, you're, if you're putting money on this game on a side, you, you probably you just, have it, other I told you, you'll never on. get me to endorse Washington. for. I, I'm done. I'll never do that. Michael Lombardi on the record saying that. Michael, great show today. We'll see you again Thanks. tomorrow. Blast as always. Thanks, Ben. Coming up next, it's VEASAN Big Bets. Dave Ross, Amal Shaw from our South Point Sportsbook Studios. Coming up next here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeartRadio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.